Mic check. Hey. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, hear me, hear you, hear me. Excellent. We are perfect. in perfect alignment. Uh, are you Are you good to go? I'm good to go, yeah. Excellent. Uh, so that means that I play a theme song. Hello and welcome to Hello, We Don't Talk, Let's Talk, the show where I, Christopher Fly, reconnect with old friends. And today uh, we have the incredibly supportive Sharice Carla. Sharice, welcome to the show. Not a problem. Uh, man, it's been uh, over 16 years since I last saw you. Uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> Prepubescent. And now your voice is super. Yeah, baby. Sense, but it's weird. <laughs> uh, Thank you. It, it, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> uh, worked really hard at it. Yeah, I, I, I put in my hours and I, and I came out of it with this, uh, this little beauty. Um, so yeah, so the last time we saw each other it was 2004, probably like the last day of school or something. Because, you know, what else are you going to do when you're in sixth grade? Uh, I, was like, I was looking back at what were like the big summer hits of 2004. And the answer is uh, Usher. Just straight up Usher confessions released that year. So you got Yeah, you got Burn, you got My Boo. Uh, real banger of a year. I remember uh, pining away for Quincy. Do you remember Quincy Betancourt? I do not. He would have been in the... But I remember pining away with Grade Crush singing, <laughs> singing Burn. Just at the nice. That's, that's adorable. That's the fun thing about youth is you feel everything so hard because it's the first time you've ever felt it. Yeah. Uh, I was probably just kind of uh, wanting to sing, but instead not singing anything and just lip syncing very aggressively. A habit that I maintain to this day, especially on public transit. And probably best for everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so up until uh, looking at the chat log about March of last year, um, I had heard neither hide nor hair of you, uh, just as changing schools tends to go, uh, you just no longer see people. Uh, and then with the internet taking another two-ish years to, to develop social media uh, in a way that a lot of people to connect, and even uh, the 13 years after that was uh, forged, um, I have no idea what was going on in your life. And then I think we just like, saw each other's names on like a Hannah or Andy status. They're just like, oh, hey, I know you. We're just going to click add friend. And Ooh, that's, that's the magic of, uh, of these platforms. We're not going to worry about the bad stuff. We're, we're going to focus on this, this one good moment. Um, so we chatted a little bit. Uh, you gave a brief synopsis on the last five-ish years. Uh, you were working at a banking job, and then you said you were finishing up your master's in uh, rhetorics and communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the extent of everything I know about you. You have a partner. Um, but yeah, so, so there's the rest of the 16 year gap to, to sort of fill in. Uh, feel free to, to, to just tell me about yourself. 
I don't know. I feel like all of the most or interesting things about me have happened in the last five years. So it seems like you're already caught up. But um, I guess, like, where should I start? Like, let's start at middle school. Let me tell you about my Margaret Avenue experience. Yeah, I was on the soccer team and the basketball team. Nice. Win any championships? No. And straight up, the only reason I made the basketball team is because they assumed I'd be good. <laughs> I didn't even try out. Like, they knew I could run fast because I played soccer. So they're yeah. like, okay, she can run fast and she's black. Let's put her on the basketball team. I got two points all season. Hey, that's that's a start. Good, good job. You know, Way to get that bucket. So, uh, that's a that's a, man. What a terrible uh, racial experience. There's um, there. To just be to just be profiled like that at such a young age. Um, as race relations have become more of the for, like become more apparent, especially in recent years, we're gonna go super. Uh, just hard at the ground uh, with these questions, apparently. Let's start um, running, because apparently I'm good at it. <laughs> um, is that something that you found occurring throughout your life, or or, or was that just like a very isolated? Mm-hmm. Some grocery store. That's <laughs> was, that's a, that's up. the correct reaction. Um, like, man, I need to uh, seen a moment to process this. Uh, okay. Um. Once the crying stopped, uh, was it addressed or how was it addressed? Very young. Yeah, true. At age, I remember a few, I think first grade, there was brown paint, like dark brown paint. And then there was light colored paint, like Mm -hmm. beige or like skin tone paint, if you will. And I was painting a self-portrait and I didn't, I knew that I didn't match the light brown and I knew I didn't match the dark brown. So I used orange. Mm-hmm. because that was the only thing conceivable in my head to do. And I remember my mom coming to school that day. I don't know if it was just like parent volunteering or whatever, but she taught me how to mix the paints, make the proper skin tone, <laughs> and just turn into this like metaphor for my um, ethnic background that I, I really remember. I can't remember. Your mom taught it easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's still an EA. Oh, nice. Yeah. Kudos to her. It's that's a long, that's a long tenured career. It's a hard job. Yeah, I don't envy her in any way. <laughs> yeah. Um, demographically, uh, what was like the sort of breakdown of your, yeah. Uh, so in my schooling in the Waterloo region, um, the, 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 the people of color are, haven't exactly been like abundant. I haven't, I haven't met many people of color. Um, has that been similar to your experience? And did you find, uh, even through the, um, th- through like that sort of minority, that you were still like gravitating towards other people of color as friends, or was it just kind of like we're we're kids, we're just going to be friends, we're in the same class and stuff? Um, I think at EZ, I'm not sure if it was because we were blessed with very, no one really cared about skin color there. I honestly feel, um, I remember once can't remember his name, but the first time I ever got called the N word, um, the rest of our friend group. And I don't know if you remember, but like Jack Smith, Mm -hmm. Hannah, Matt Reitzel, I think like Kieran Ross, like a bunch of different people. And I'm not sure if I should be saying their names 
if this no, is going to go public, there's like privacy concerns about that. But, um, Listen, Matt's been on the show. It's fun. He's already a pub- he is now a public figure. They shunned the guy, mm. and um, I remember how good it felt for to feel like someone that didn't have my skin color color and that it like they didn't really have a stake in it other than my friendship mm-hmm. was willing to stick up for me and that was really nice. And throughout the rest of my schooling, I never had that again, just because there weren't any other people of color. So there weren't many other people of color to be friends with. Like, um, I think the only other person of color that I came ah, no, there were people of color in my high school. There was, there was three of us in my grade, but like two of us were like mixed biracial. So Mm. I guess like, 2.5s (laughs) Two point fives and then two holes. Gotcha. But um, yeah, I guess we did gravitate towards each other, and it's strange because um, it's not necessarily that we're all black; it's just that we're all not white. Gotcha. So we um we band banded together and kind of stood under our flag of diversity mm-hmm. and or like being othered super hard by the majority of the school's population. Uh, so you, you, you mentioned your, your brief middle school experience into high school, uh, and anything happened in high school? Anything we're, happened we're, in high school? We're, we're, well, we're back to, we're, we're back to, uh, to all your topics. Oh, it's funny. Cause as soon as you asked me, I'm like, well, let's make this about right. Is this one time? We can do that but, too. Um, is that okay? I don't want to be too depressing, but I mean, I guess it matches. Listen, this is this is a podcast for being real. We're just going to be real. Okay. Well, in that case, I remember my best friend from grade 10. She was interesting. She was white. And um, so black women, a lot of times when we go to bed, we wrap a scarf around our head to keep our hair nice for the next day because gotcha. also our hair gets less greasy. So we don't necessarily wash it every day because we just don't need to. Anyway, um, this girl called it my slave rag ah. and would joke about it. And I didn't realize that it wasn't okay for her to do that just because racism had been such a predominant part of my life mm. that I just went along with it. But I mean, other than that, high school was pretty good. Got really good grades. I didn't go to any parties. So hell yeah. There's nothing. No to party really- gang. No party gay. I'm a fan. Yeah, I just got really good grades and kept my nose down and played a lot of soccer. Nothing really that interesting happened in high school. Any any awesome championships on soccer? Um went to the semis a couple times, but that's pretty much it. Hell yeah. Still better than most <laughs> people can uh can say. Oh, I got MVP for cross country. Sick. Boom. Humble brag. No, that was just a brag, brag. <laughs> yep, straight up brag. I, went, I ran really fast. Now I'm very under out of shape, so don't ask me to do it again, but <laughs> 16-year-old Sharice was so athletic. Man, I need to strike off the running segment of the show now. Uh, Sorry. It's okay. Uh, uh, so where'd you go to high school, WCI? Bluevale. Bluevale. You mentioned it, and I forgot it. <laughs> I forgot that I mentioned it. Okay, cool. Everyone's just gonna. <laughs> this is also a podcast. There's a podcast where we get real and forget. Um, Perfect. Edit it out later. Yeah. Uh, then, after uh, 
after high school, obviously you went to your undergrad. Uh, I'm going to guess Laurier. Uh, what was your major and what led you to choosing that field? In high school, I was really, um, when I was in grade one, drowned, really messed up my head. And suddenly I was like, I don't want to be a doctor. I'm going to be a writer and do what I'm passionate about. It's probably like a super stupid decision because I was 18 and mm-hmm. traumatized and grieving. So, I mean, that was fun. But I think I was just looking for looking for meaning in life mm-hmm. and looking for the tools to assess the universe and just as much as math and science allow us to look at our physical world I think I was more curious about society and the human spirit and culture and so I chose English and psych right on yeah Uh, how did you feel about your undergrad studies I mean honestly I feel like I wasn't emotionally prepared to go into university because I was fairly green as a person going in. Like I had never been to a party, never drank before. I was not in a great spot emotionally. So even though I had all these markers of success, like, like good grades, athletic awards, like decent friend group, I wasn't, I wasn't, I guess, steady. Mm -hmm. So when I went into undergrad, it really, it really threw me for a loop. So I kind of just coasted by and got through it and still had good grades and everything, but I didn't get everything I could have gotten out of undergrad if I had been ready to go. Gotcha. Uh, so through, throughout undergrad, uh, still living that no party life. I, 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 I take no, it. I went butt crazy. <laughs> okay. Like I turned 19 and straight up, I think I was drunk like four times a week for the first year. Damn. It was so fun. It was an amazing <laughs> time. It was so fun. But um, then it it kind of slowed down after that. Get, I mean, got it out of your system. Yeah, yeah. Like school becomes more serious and you have to start thinking about what you want to do with your life and everyone has their own interests. So the friends you made like kind of go off and do their own thing. And the other friends that you made, you kind of just made while you were both drunk and you realize that you don't like each other when you're sober. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> I've I've been to I think like two parties at like during university where I befriended drunk people. Um, I'll probably get one of them on the podcast at some point, but I think we just talked about the killers for a while. I was like, "This is a cool dude." Just the mutual agreement of "This is a cool dude." Um, yeah, it's a it's a wild experience to just kind of open yourself up. Well, not open yourself up. Uh, just get, just be looser with, uh, with your headspace. Um, yeah, for sure. I will, first of all, I will say that the killers are amazing. And apparently Agreed. Mr. Brightside has been on the, on like Britain's top 100 yeah. since its conception, which is ethic. And no one talks <laughs> about that and we really should. And secondly, I will say that we yeah. should all treat each other the way we treat each other in club bathrooms while we're <laughs> It's the fully agreed. Like if humanity worked like that, the world would be a much better place. I, I will say, if you are, if you exist in circles where people don't constantly talk about how the killers have maintained uh, Britain top one hundred status for the last, uh, actually, for I think that album, I think that album came out in two thousand four as well. Um, find find better friends because they're, they're real cool people. Talk about that all the time. Obviously. Yeah. 
obviously. Oh, and um, I don't know if I'm late to the party, but I watched Last Airbender, like from start during, to finish during quarantine. During quarantine, and it was amazing. And my mind has been blown by it, and I love it so much. And then I tried to watch don't Legends, the movie. Legends of Korra. Okay, good. And um, I don't know, man. I don't like the politics. Ooh, interesting. I don't like the politics of it because like. They make like the one communist in the show or like socialist. They make him into the bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. Can't, can't like them all. It, it went from amazing to like, ah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is why we don't fuck with spinoffs. Yeah. Just, 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 just leave them alone. It's dangerous. Like friends, fine show. Joey, woof. Mm, I never watched it. I refuse. Smart, smart move. You were, you were perfectly right to. Uh, so you 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 mentioned uh, adult friendships, uh, most, uh, partially being forged in the in the, in the drunk haze of uh, of parties. Um, how would you say your your friend groups have uh, been maintained throughout your life? Um, like, are you still friends with those people from Easy? Uh, like, have you carried those people with you into your like into the present? Um, or has it just been like, uh, like uh, primarily sort of university uh, work career type uh, friendships um, as of late? Because honestly, I don't think I have any friends from. Mm. I was friends with Hannah. Probably, I mean, like nothing really bad happened. Like we yeah. didn't have a falling out, but you know, you just lose contact for sure. And. Um, no, most of my friendships I've made either through soccer and I've had those friends since I was 12 years old. And honestly, some of them I don't even like anymore, but I love them. If that makes sense. <laughs> it, it's it, like it, the family members that like, yeah, you're exactly. like, oh my God, did you just say that? Like, you're so stupid, but like, I love you and would die for you anyway. For sure. <laughs> it's that type of thing. And then um, I'm still best friends with um, Brit- my one friend, Brittany, who... I've been friends with since probably mid high school, grade 11, 12. Mm-hmm. We were still best friends. So that's fun. And um, I find that our relationship is based on both mutual, mutual likes of like mutual liking of things and mutual disliking. So <laughs> we'll talk about things that we're passionate about. And then we'll also talk about things we're passionate about, but in a really, in I a hate negative this so way. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a fun friendship. And, um, it's also strange because we have such different tastes in all the superficial things. Mm-hmm. Like our taste in men is completely different. Our taste in clothing is completely different. Our taste in food is fairly different, but somehow we're still very close. And she's like my best friend in the world. Gotcha. The, the, the similarities bring you together, just like overcoming any differences. And that's, exactly. that's beautiful. Um, uh, what are some things that you will, uh, as a duo, just kind of just kind of bash into the ground? Um, well, she's kind of just discovered racism oh. <laughs> and sexism. So she did um, she did a business degree instead mm-hmm. of a arts driven degree. So um, she was very good at math, very good at um, I guess business strategy. I don't know the things like, of that. World. Like disruption, synergy, like <laughs> optimization, like all that stuff. Yeah. And um, so she kind of had blinders on. And um, 
but now she's opened up and it's like oh my gosh the world is fucked i'm like yeah 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 now let's talk about it <laughs> talk about how fucked up it is it's so great so we kind of just um bash on racists all day hell yeah, yeah. dude pretty good stick it to them yeah uh quick side tangent um a story that i will tell a lot of people about uh race things that are related to race is that um in the seventh grade, uh, I was in the I was in the enrichment class uh, at Cortland, and for uh, February, which, as everyone knows, is Black History Month, uh, we had to we had to produce a a like a small play or like a skit sketch or something, um, and I don't remember exactly what the topic was, but the general idea was like slavery, um, and this one person in my group for the play said, and I quote, uh, Chris should play the slave. He's black. Isn't he? I mean, which is, it, were you filled with white with the class filled with white kids? Cause again, I yes. guess it's like, the yes, they were. Yeah. that's so messed up though. But that's several levels of just being incorrect <laughs> that I could not like everybody in the group's kind of looked at me and be like, you're insane. <laughs> um, but yeah. Just a just a wild moment. That's there, fun. There are also two occasions in which people that were, I think, Vietnamese, uh, asked me if I was Asian. Wait, do, do you have dark skin? Like, I'll, I'll if I'm out in the sun, I'll tan pretty well, but not really. So it just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> um, I was wearing like skater clothes at the time, so the one girl was just like, she came up to me, asked me if I was Asian. I'm just like, yes. It was like, but you're wearing skater clothes. I'm just like okay i i don't know how to i have no reaction for this just like you're you're an idiot i am not even sure like is there a stereotypical thing that asians would wear like what do they want you to be in like a kimono like what the fuck is this i, I, I think they want me dressed up as like a nerd so like glasses uh a, a nice pocket with a calculator in it maybe uh bow tie Maybe some freckles somehow on my face. I I don't know. Just a real a real Poindexter type, maybe. Yeah, hell yeah, glasses people. Uh, yeah. How do you find your experience as a minority has been? Just because, I mean, minorities are all non-white, and mm-hmm. kind of the world kind of sucks for all of us. But I find that it sucks for different types of minorities in different, in different ways. ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was never something that I really ever thought of as being specific to like the outside of the incidences I incidents I just uh, stated, the only ever other type of like racism I've encountered is people mixing me up with my other Asian friend. Um, and you know what? We don't look that dissimilar. Like I, 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 I may have been too quick to forgive people for calling me his name. Um, but other than that, like, I think being in the original program, uh, this is probably going to come off as like kind of racist on its own. But um, like, there are definitely, like, there are definitely more Asian people um, than than other minorities. So I and like I don't. Hmm, I think in actually no, that's a lie. I was gonna say in most of my years, I don't think I've ever seen like a black or indigenous person of color in my enrichment programs um yeah uh but 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 from the asian experience it's just something i've never thought of because um 
I was just like at home most of the time anyways. So like in class, people are just like, people were being in the enrichment program, people are just kind of like focused on their work. Uh, and then I went home and didn't talk to people. Um, so that's what my life's been like. Bye. Yeah, it's, it's different. Um, I'm always hesitant to talk about my experience because it's just like nothing, but like, yeah, not sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think a lot of people, because of technology and because of like, I don't know if it's because of video games and the internet and everything, but I find that I know a lot more people who spent their childhood and teen years and maybe up until their early mid twenties, just kind of in their bedrooms, mm-hmm. either doing schoolwork or finding ways to connect with people through like, I guess, non-traditional methods, like through internet and whatnot. And it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's totally valid. Like whatever gets you through it. Yeah. Teen years aren't fun. <laughs> Uh, it was also partially because like where I lived was like nowhere near people I knew. So it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go home, I guess. See you guys later. Um, and like my parents worked all the time, so I couldn't like get driven around a lot of places. Um, oddly enough, even when I became an adult and like could feasibly drive, I still didn't bother driving anywhere. I guess just as like a consequence of having like been become accustomed to living this way. Um, but yeah. It's good. I, I've met a lot of people. How? Uh, how how did I meet a lot of people? Or yeah. how have I, uh, specifically World of Warcraft? Uh, there's a lot of people who play, and See? you just get Valid. to meet like just get to meet like twenty people every couple of years. It's fun. Nice. Team building, just all team building exercise. Um, my boyfriend, he um, he kind of grew up that way in that he didn't have a lot of friends that he would go see physically, but he spent a lot of time playing games on the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he established some very good friendships with really cool people that way throughout his life. And when we, we had to do long distance for a year or so, and I couldn't understand why it was so much harder yeah. on me than it yeah. was for him. Gotcha. And it's because he's very used to talking to the people he loves through a computer versus mm-hmm. me. I'm like, like to, to me, like a, like it's almost like you're not real because you're on a computer screen. <laughs> that's, that's, so therefore yeah. you're not real and it doesn't exist and it's not valid. And I don't know, sometimes I wish I could connect with someone through the internet the way that he would, he was able to. Mm-hmm. It's it was definitely like a skill, especially in these times where people were in lockdown that like, yeah, I, like it wasn't apparent to me that, you know, a lot of people have that sort of perspective on uh, like remote relationships um because it was just like something i've become accustomed to uh how is the uh, how is that adjustment to 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 long distance uh for you it was freaking awful i cried like twice a week it was terrible oh no because um my the guy i dated before him he was my neighbor so i saw him literally every day for seven years so i was very used to like constant affirmation and constant affection and constant 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 and then when I did long distance, it was nice because it taught me how to be by myself, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated. But um, other than that, it was freaking awful. Yeah. It was terrible. I was so lonely and I was too, I was a little bit too sad to want to have fun doing anything else. It was like this kind of, like this blanket of shit was put on my life and it kind of just made everything shittier. 
Mm. So like, it's not like everything was shitty. It's just everything was shittier than it would have been otherwise. So like, I'd still have fun, but not as much fun. And I'd still go out and it would be great, but I wouldn't be as happy about it as I would have been if I knew that like, I would be able to go see the person I love in a couple days. Mm -hmm. Uh, How did you two meet in the first place? He did. He was in my master's program with me. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting story. Did I tell you I almost got married? I think I saw you listed as a fiance at some point, and I think I may have congratulated you on it. Uh, yeah. So that's an interesting story. Yeah. That I guess I, I can get into. That sounds like a bit of a trip. Yeah, it's a fun story, and like I'm over it now, so I can talk about it without like crying or like being put into a bad mood for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. but um so my neighbor the guy who lived beside me we um we met when i was we were both kids basically Mm -hmm. and um we dated for five years and at the time i i grew up in a very traditional household so i had it in my head that i want to be like married with kids at 25 because like what else am i gonna do with my life i'm a girl Mm -hmm. glad that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) anyway Um, So we dated for five years and then I guess what happened was he told, he asked my parents for like my hand in marriage, I guess is what you call it. A very traditional way. Very traditional. And then he told his parents that he was going to, and his parents kicked him out of the house. Yeah. Which I didn't really understand. And all of a sudden his parents would be to him about how I'm a gold digger I'm only after his money, which didn't make any sense because literally, like his parents' house is the exact same size as my parents' yeah, house. Yeah, you're you're from the same neighborhood neighborhoods. Yeah, like very clear. We had been dating for five years. Like okay. I was, I had my university degree. I didn't have any student debt. Like my life was pretty chill. I had a job, and um, I didn't really understand why this was happening. Neither did he. So I talked to his sister about it. And how she explained it was that when she was in high school, she dated a lot of black guys and her parents were okay with that because they knew she'd grow out of it. So I, she thought that the reason why they were so upset was because they thought he would eventually grow out of me. And that I was just like his jungle fever phase. That fucking sucks. It was honestly so terrible because I was at their house like every other day. I'd help their mom clean. I'd I'd like help them with like groceries and cook. And like they were like my second family. And mm. then just just to hear like that they thought of thought about me like that for the whole time. It honestly, I was depressed for like six months. It was terrible. Anyway, we bought a house things got back to normal and things were kind of good again. Mm-hmm. And then um, about a year later, and this is after like he proposed. So yay for the fun ring. Woo. Yeah. And um, we, or I should say I, cause I paid for it. We started planning the wedding. I put all the deposits down. I got my dress. Everything was good. And then um, my mom, they found a lump in her breast. So that was pretty fucked up. And I remember talking to him about it and I remember him not being freaked out, even though breast cancer runs my family and my grandmother died of it when she was like 45. And it's, it's like a, serious like a thing. super callous reaction. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. And, um, 
and like sorry i'm religious so whatever (laughs) i prayed about it and i was just like okay if this is not the dude who's for me like give me a sign and a couple days later i was spending time with my parents because my mom was in a state that she needed like support support. and i just got this feeling that i just really had to go home like to the house that i had with him Mm -hmm. so i drove home and he wasn't there. And at this point, it's like 11 o'clock. He had to work the next day and he had to get up really early for work. I'm like, okay, where is he? What the heck? And I, and um, he said, before I called, sorry, before I drove there, he said that he'd be at a, that he was at the bar, but he was just finishing up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I didn't tell him I was on my way. So I get to the house because I figured he'd be home. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't answer his phone. His car's in the driveway, which I thought was weird. So I'm freaking out that maybe, um, like, did he get mugged? Like, is he dead in the river? Oh, my God. Like, no, like, please don't let anything have happened to him. So I'm kind of hysteric. So, like, 1 a.m. rolls around. So I go to the bar where he said he was at. And the first waitress told me that he hadn't been there and that she had never seen him before, which I knew was kind of bullshit because, like, he's a regular there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the closest bar to the house. And um, so I asked another one and this one told me that he had left with another woman. So yeah, I finally get a call from him around um, 2 a.m. And I ask him where he is and he says, oh, I'm at home. And I knew he wasn't at home. (laughs) I was at home. So um, yeah, he had met a woman at the bar and gone home with her. Well, my mother was going through a cancer scare. Again, that I'm sorry you had to go through that. Like, that blows. It was super fucked up. And honestly, I don't know if I've been so emotionally traumatized in my entire life. Just like seven years down the tube. And um, there were no signs. Like, we weren't fighting. Mm -hmm. We were having a shit ton of sex. Like, everything was pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, um... I don't know what happened. Like when I asked him about it later, he said that he just had a cheating fetish. Gross. Yeah. So I lost a shit ton of money in wedding deposits, which sucked. Mm-hmm. And um, he still hasn't let me out of the mortgage. So luckily I'm not paying for it, but he just won't go to the bank with me to have things separated. And this has happened like two years ago. Wow. So, and I live beside his parents still. Cause I'm back uh, at home. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, so what we were at, you were asking me how I met my current boyfriend. Correct. Yes. Anyway, I was super traumatized <laughs> at the bar, wanting to rebound super hard. And um, I'd always thought he was good looking because he's smoking hot. And um, I never said or did anything because mm. he's a couple years younger. And I always and you were in a relationship at the time. <laughs> and I was in a relationship at the time. And even afterwards, I was like, you know what, we can be friends. But, like, he's probably interested in young girls because... As soon as I get older, I'm not worth anything anymore because I'm a woman. Oof. Hashtag traditional upbringing. Hate to hear that. But um, no, some random guy at the bar told us to date, and then we did. Shout out to that random guy at the bar. Right, right. And then it's been two years, and I'm super happy. Well, glad to see that things took, uh, like, got to a 180 of sorts. And it's it's just so strange because I don't know, like, when people ask me the story, I can't quite separate the two of like the breakup and the mm, because the it all just kind of 
because it happened within like two weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. Like this, like my boyfriend now was just supposed to be a rebound. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it wasn't a rebound. <laughs> Turns out he's amazing. I was going to say, don't, have you phrased it to him in that specific wording? <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows. That's a thing because um, he's from across the country. So when we started dating, we kind of just had this deal that like as soon as the master's program's over, we're just going to call it, like we're going to break up and it'll, just, it'll be fun for a while it lasts. And then we'll just break up and not bother with long distance. Mm-hmm. But then we had to like fall in love and shit. Ah, uh, what a, what a pain that must be. Damn it. <laughs> well, That's congratulations on, on, on your, on your two years. Uh, Thank you. His so, parents are lovely so nice. far. Um. So did he move back across country or is he still in the region? Uh, I've lost the thread. Okay. Yeah. And, and, okay. And that's where long distance is. Gotcha. I, I yeah. understand now. Sorry. You'll have to edit this so much later. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> uh, with friends. Sharice oh. edition. <laughs> Let's I, listen I, to her talk, tell her weird story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have thought about just like alternative titles uh, as like a bit to, to go on the show because uh, I'll say it, current title doesn't roll off the tongue that much. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the rambling hour uh, as like a, as a, as a spin on it. Hmm. Just taking a breather. No, that's fair. <laughs> that, I, that just, a, I threw a lot at you. That was a lot. That was um, a lot. This will be great for the for the video version. Just like have two people sitting in sitting in front of a camera for a bit, just staring at each other. Yep, maintaining eye contact over the internet as about as well as I would do in person. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to do. It's a very um, intimate thing. Eye contact. I I don't love agree. it. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I'm very capable of doing it and like. Probably to a creepy extent in person. Um, just like maintained unbroken eye contact until I until I have to talk, in which case my eyes drift off to the side and then I and then I could speak fluently. Uh, hopefully that doesn't come across. Uh, it's funny how there's um it's almost like you have to get that perfect acceptable amount of eye contact without being creepy. And no one ever teaches you as a kid like how to maintain proper eye contact without being too intense or too standoffish and you just learn how to magically navigate that aspect of body language. <laughs> uh, speaking of teaching, oh, uh, you don't. <laughs> uh, so what is rhetoric and communication and what, what were your major? Yeah. I'm kind of a dumb guy. <laughs> Please explain things to me. Um, and what were your sort of major takeaways from your, from your master? At the core of rhetoric is just, um, it's basically just persuasion and persuading persuasive writing and using facts and sometimes manipulating facts to make the world look how you want the other person to see it and using language to do that. So I wish that throughout my master's, they taught us more about how to use it, but they kind of focused more on how to decipher it and how to look at, um, or how to recognize like dog whistle politics and um, things and how to like decipher coded language and not only look at like what's being said, but look at what's being said by who and for what purpose. So basically they gave us a really good bullshit meter. <laughs> it, it is basically the statistics course of, uh, of writing and, and, and communication, I guess. 
basically, kind of. I mean, but statistics, I feel like that's more, it's not quite statistics. Uh, so the thing about statistics is that, you know, the data is there, uh, the premise, or or in the case of rhetoric, it's like the premise, but the, the sort of manipulation and like how you can elicit certain reactions is 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 what stats does. Uh, and, and that's the connection I just made in my head. No, I... Um, a big part of my psych degree was research methodology, so I'm fairly mm-hmm. uh, well gotcha. <laughs> But somehow rhetoric is different mm. because I realize in stats, like you can make anything say what you want to say depending on your methodology, and that's why it's important to look at studies and like, okay, let's look at the study on say, um, like was it Coca Cola that did the study on sugar back in like the 70s? I can't Probably. remember. It it might not be, so I don't I mean don't take my word for it. But some, but a lot of time, just like a study that'll be done is like funded by the thing that like wants a certain outcome from that study. Exactly, like in the seventies or eighties when they tried to teach us that like fat was fat, like fat made you fat. Sugar doesn't make you fat. Sugar mm-hmm. doesn't give you diabetes. Fat does. So, like, eat, drink your zero percent skim milk. Otherwise, you're gonna have diabetes and a heart attack, and you know it's garbage. Yeah, just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you don't really. Hmm. Mm. But no, rhetoric's a little bit different. I don't know how, though. <laughs> I don't know how. I just know it is. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, th- there will come a moment where it, it, it finally clicks. Uh, the, the explanation in your head finally clicks about how to, how to verbalize the difference. And yeah. I look forward to, to receiving that DM. It'll be at like three in the morning. <laughs> Instead of a you up text, you're going to be like, <laughs> let me tell you the difference between rhetoric and data. Gotcha. Again, yeah. looking forward to it. Uh, so have you wrapped up that program now? Yeah, I finished um, 2018 or 19. Honestly, time and space are meaningless right now. Correct. Because um, COVID. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know when I finished. I think last summer. Yes, last summer because then I traveled for a while. And I just realized I never actually asked, uh, how's your mom doing now? Oh, after it was the scare? fine. Okay. It was fine. It was... um. Just, just a benign uh, calcified thing. something like a calcified node or something. So yeah. Good. Good to hear. It was a scare. Oh my God. For sure. I, don't know I, I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. So, so after your program wrapped up, uh, I'm going to guess it was sometime within the last 12 months span. Uh, uh, did you start, uh, were you working while you were doing your master's? Yeah, I worked at a bank. Gotcha. Um, worked past tense. Uh, I, I assume you, you you quit your job at the bank. I think you had talked about that in a in a message. Um, job currently? Yes, um, I work at a startup in Kitchener. Hell yeah! Yeah. Part of the ever expanding startup culture of this fine fine city. Yeah, I mean, like we have massage chairs. So that's pretty good. Hell yeah. Uh, do, do you feel comfortable saying which particular startup and what it does? Honestly, they're pretty big in the media and they're sticklers for secrecy. So gotcha. Okay, that's fine. I'd rather <laughs> not talk about it. Perfectly fine. Uh, so what do you do on your free time? Hard question. Cause it's, I find that, unfortunately, I spend most of it mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. Gotcha. Or healthy, very healthy. Yeah, super healthy. Just like muscle, like I'm getting arthritis and I'm 28 years old. So that's <laughs> fun. Very but, fun. But um, lately I've gotten into baking. 
a lot. Oh, I bake yeah. a lot. Part, part of the, but sorry, go ahead. Part of the the the, the fine squadron of, of COVID bakers. Although to be fair, I've liked food for a very long time. Food is my passion. I love me food too. so much. It's always there for me when I need it. <laughs> because I have a fridge. So <laughs> that's nice. Um so so are you the kind of person who likes food that, that cooks for themselves uh often or the kind of person who likes food and goes out often? Both. <laughs> both, definitely both. Because there are certain things that I just don't have the patience and or skill to do. Like I can't make pizza at home. I don't have a pizza oven, so True. I'll go for pizza. But good pizza. Like don't bring that Domino's shit here. <laughs> good pizza. And also Indian food I can't make at home because no matter how carefully I follow the recipe and no matter how like good quality the spices I get are, I just feel like that they're the ingredients, they just know I'm not Indian and then they won't <laughs> they're like, no, no, get out of here. We will not listen just to you. We will not make something delicious. They the the ingredients go on strike. Basically. Just like a, there's just like a sign that pops up in the pot after after you take the lid off. Hundred percent. And also, I can't make sushi because I don't trust myself with buying raw fish. I can't make that rice. It's, Sensible. It's hard to make. It's legit hard then, to make. And, and then you got to shape the thing. Yeah, hope it doesn't like just fall apart. It's a it's a it's a real trial. I've yeah, never given it an effort. It, like the bamboo yeah. thing. And... Not 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 for you. No, I'll just pay the. Twenty dollars to go. Uh, any particular spots for those three types of dishes that you have t- mentioned? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my favorite pizza place is—I think it might be a franchise. Have you been to Gourmet Pizza Uptown? I have not. It's delicious. I get their barbecue chicken pizza with extra bacon, and it's amazing. And it is amazing. And it is amazing. <laughs> and I had it last night. <laughs> nice. I was—I had a crappy day at work, so my boyfriend just grabbed a pizza and we went to the park and it was a beautiful night oh and and for indian have you been to masala bay no but i've seen it um there's a lot of different indian restaurants that i've tried in the region i find myself just going to chopin kebab a lot as a default i haven't been there tell me about this place uh it's in like a little plaza um i can't quite identify what i like about it so much it may it may just straight up be like location and the fact that i like the first time i went there was just like with some friends um uh, a friend of mine who went to like mit and came back and was just like all right i'm back in town we're gonna go to an indian place that's near my place i'm just like hell yeah and then i just like never tried many other <laughs> indian places because just like yeah this hit this, this hit the spot i mean when you know you know right yeah uh very good uh like grilled meat, I guess is is how I will uh, describe well, the best it. Is grilled meat? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, what do you get at Masala Bay? Ah, uh, this is such a cop out, and I've tried everything on their menu, and I'm really embarrassed to say this, but butter chicken. That's fair. It, listen, it, you can't blame someone for picking like a pedestrian dish. Like it's it's a it's a classic for a reason. Like it, it 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 is well deserving of its popularity. So good, it's just so good. I love it so much. And sometimes I call, and she hears my voice, and she's just like, "Hey, Sharif, that's I know that's what you, what you want to see." 
And that's like, how you know you. that that's a good business. Just like recognizing your regular. Love it. No, it's pretty great. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, and and finally, the sushi. Where, where, where are you getting sushi in town? I go to Ken Sushi. Hmm. On Phillips Street? That's my favorite. How about you? Are you a sushi fan? Uh, I don't get it particularly often. Um, I always enjoy it when I do, most because it's usually an all-you-can-eat type of scenario. And man, those are a good four words. Um, yeah. I, I didn't, I knew, I, did, I believed you. I didn't have to like, count them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more so I'm just like, I, I was contemplating, I was like, yes, let, look, let's look at their individual beauty. <laughs> oh, you can eat, yes. Magical. Um, uh, I found myself frequenting like sushi stars a lot and I don't know why. And again, I don't know why. Um, I've, I've been on several dates there. Maybe those are related. <laughs> I mean, classical conditioning is very important. Very true. So I find that, I don't know why, well, I do know why, classical conditioning, <laughs> but I love the smell of cigarette smoke because um, most of my extended family smokes. Mm-hmm. And um, as a kid for birthday parties, we would just put all of their coats in the bedroom on a bed. So the whole room would smell like cigarettes and it, but it was birthday party. So it was really fun. Yeah. And I, so I, I associate the smell of, it has a like, connotation in your mind. Yeah, birthday parties and Pepsi and, and cigarettes, smoke. they all go together. <laughs> I, I think I have a similar scenario uh, where like my dad was a smoker, um, would usually smoke in the basement. And like, I've even long after, like he's quit for a long time, but like I would spend time with my dad in the basement. And now I just like, am not have no aversion to, to cigarette smoke like most people do. It, yeah, it's weird. And like, I don't smoke. Do you smoke? No, not at all. Yeah, like I don't even smoke weed. Like I don't smoke anything. But I'm just like, yes, please blow that cigarette <laughs> in my face just, now. Just let me be downwind of you. Yes, exactly. You don't have to move. I'll, 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 I'll position myself for, yes. for optimal, uh, optimal inhalation. O- optimal secondhand smoke inhalation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, so as as a newcomer to baking, um, we're, we're, what, yeah, what did you start with? Oh, I don't know if I'd call myself. Gotcha. But um, as a big fan of baking, thing that I, I still have the rest. Yeah, I remember, and I didn't realize that you should. So, I mean, I, I was like cooking the sugar. Fortunately, like because I'm a child, my attention for short. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll let this cook for a few minutes. I'm gonna go watch America's Next Top Model downstairs. Because and that is too long of a time. <laughs> Yeah, and like five minutes is an eternity, so I can't stay here. I have to go find out who won, who who is America's Next Top Model. And um, so I go downstairs, you know, mm-hmm. and I run upstairs, and just in our entire <laughs> and, um, my mom just grabbed me and grabbed my brother and took us outside. And why the smoke? Why the house was smoking? And <laughs> she saw the pot. Found, found the culprit. And um, she still makes fun of me. <laughs> I, I'm not a math person. 16. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy, happy to happy to help. The, it's good to know that the that the brain still works. Yeah, and I think part of it is just I always <laughs> in my head I'm still 25 or 22. The gray hairs are coming. Uh just throw on some blink 182. What's my age again? And and just that that's that's a theme song from now on until until it comes snaps back into place. 
Uh, I do not. Uh, most of my food prep now is just like full on meal prepping, uh, just like large backs, batches of chicken that my housemates and I get from Costco uh, and like rice and then just nuking some frozen vegetables as needed. Sorry. It is. I've taken to a lot of uh, just just takeout orders over the course of the last, uh, we're in August right now, right? Uh, so like nine-ish months. I, I moved out of my parents' house in October to live with some friends who, who like, this was their lifestyle. Um, so, like, I tried it out for, like, a couple of months, and I just missed variety a lot. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've hit up a lot of, uh, just a lot of food delivery. That's fair. The, the, stepping on a scale is a bad idea for me right now. I did it this COVID. morning. COVID has been great for my wallet terrible for my waistline Oof. like i just have expanded i'm okay with it i've accepted it it's love excellent love you're taking care of yourself in times that in such a such a stressful environment very good um yeah i i feel you on that one that being said once the gym opens up i think i'm gonna have to like hit it up four times a week in order to to get to where i want it to be maybe i'll start running or something (laughs) I keep telling myself that. And um, so I don't know if I, if I guess you probably didn't know me back then, but I used to play like competitive soccer growing up. Mm-hmm. I was quite good. I, and I, I, I do recall you seeing on like the easy soccer fields from time to time, just yeah. crushing it. Yeah. So like running was my life, but um, it was always used as a punishment. Like when you screwed up, you have to go mm-hmm. do sprints. Mm-hmm. When you screw up, you have to go do labs or suicides lap. yeah. or the beep test. It's always used as a negative thing. So, and also, I'd be going probably like five times a week for two hours a day. Mm-hmm. So it just, it was crazy. So then when I turned 18, I just stopped. And I don't think I exercised for like four years. Wow. It was intense. Like, it was like, I don't know. Just So I want to start running, but I just have this like hatred. <laughs> this fucking intense hatred of running that I'm trying to overcome. And I don't know. I guess we'll see. Mm. Um. You've mentioned uh, your 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 soccer career as a as a as a young woman. Um, was there like a recreational like Waterloo area type leagues that you were also in, or was it just through school? Oh no, it was. Um, I mean, it's not really that special. So I was on like the rep team for a while, and then I was on the district team, which is like they take all the best players from like Cambridge, Waterloo, Kitchener. Mm-hmm. And like they make the district team. And then I was on the regional team and the regional team takes all the best players from like across Southwestern Ontario. Mm-hmm. And then there's the provincial team and the provincial team gets, takes all the best players in the province. And I made it there. And then I was cut the first day, but like I made it to like the top 40. So it's pretty impressive. Very, very impressive. Yeah. But like I, I was cut the first day and <laughs> I was not even clo- as close to like a lot of other people on there. So like, it's not like I was that good, but it's more so just, um, I mean, I got offered a scholarship out of it. Wow. Some random, a couple of random schools in the states that I didn't really want to go to because they were in the south, and I was kind of scared of white people and just. Yeah, it's a reasonable. That's a reasonable concern to have. Yeah, didn't want to go there. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. As someone who had a lot of experience as like a participant, have you ever thought of like being a coach for a recreational league as an adult? Ironically, no. Because I think a lot of my role on the soccer field involved 
I guess I was kind of the workhorse. Uh. So um, I, my primary positions were outside wing. And as much as I made good plays and I was, I, I had a very good, very good mind for it. I kind of saw myself as more of a soldier rather than a general. I see. So I, the idea of coaching someone else, even though I know a lot about the game, it, it seems like, like it doesn't quite fit. And that's probably just me be, not being confident or about myself or something, but it just seems like it, it, it just wouldn't fit. Gotcha. I feel you. Uh, other than baking, do you have any, any, any passions that, that you pursue in your, in your spare? Um, no, I just really love spending time with my family. And also, I don't know if I'm um, being like too intense with my feminism. I feel like that's a question that a lot of women get asked, get asked, sorry, hmm. by men. And also with, with the assumption that I have a lot of free time. Gotcha. So it's like, I, like, I come home, I make dinner, I eat dinner, I work out, not running though, just because <laughs> I hate running so much. And then I do the dishes and then I watch TV just to unwind and then I go to bed. Hell like yeah. I think before the pandemic per day, I only had about like an hour a day to myself. Mm. And I'm not even that into makeup or cosmetics. So like you got the hot girls out there, like shit, they probably have no time to themselves. <laughs> Straight up. Like kudos to them. I've, I've always been fascinated with like the world of like sort of makeup addiction where I, I, I take very little care of my, my skin and the rest of my body. But, um, like I wake up, brush my teeth, get out of bed, and then by the time I know it, I already like I have to leave. So like, who, whoever has time to to just sort of get themselves to an appearance that they like in the morning is is bewildering to me. Yeah, like bewildering and impressive. Mm-hmm. But I guess when you're socialized a certain way, it it's um it becomes second nature. Probably. And I mean, different people have different socializations, so I don't know. I don't judge someone for doing it. I don't judge someone for not doing it. But um, I do remember when I was working at the bank, I found it interesting because sometimes the people there would get very, like, I say the word catty, but that has, like, a female connotation to it. But, like, the men were catty, too. So everyone was just catty and awful. But um, I remember, I can't remember the specific instance, but there was a girl there who's a beautiful girl, like, stunning girl, but never wore makeup mm-hmm. and she did one day and then someone made this weird like offhanded comment about like oh you finally look put together and the message and i'm just looking at this like oh my gosh you're awful mm-hmm. and i guess the message in that was that it's not necessarily important what you look like it's more so important that you're not happy with the way you look so you have to put on makeup in order to say like see i'm trying harder i'm trying to be better than what i am because what i am isn't good enough no matter how good it is yeah. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, it was just a weird thing to watch. Were you able to speak up in that moment? Oh no, I was brand new. It was like my uh, first gotcha. day, so <laughs> didn't want to rock the boat. No. No. There. Although there was this other girl I remember in undergrad that um her parents I shouldn't say it, it wasn't my first day, it was like my first week, but mm-hmm. early. But I, this girl, um, an undergrad her 
dad got her a boob job for a graduation present. A bold choice for a father. (laughs) Right? It was so weird. And I didn't understand why, because she was stunning. But she felt she needed it because she was 22 and needed to find a husband. And no one was going to love her if she was flat-chested. Insane thinking. So fucked up. And, like, straight up, this girl, like, I mean, she had small breasts, but she looked like Barbie, like, like blonde, like, perfectly symmetrical, big doll eyes, like, great cheekbones, like, just stunning girl. But she just wasn't happy with herself because she didn't have boobs. And then her parents validated that. I don't know. The world's messed up. Yeah. I, I guess in a, in a, in a uh, social environment where you would lead to that conclusion, uh, the, the factors that would build up to that kind of are the most likely to propagate it. So it makes sense. But yeah, that's, that blows. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm really glad that I did not grow up. I grew up traditional, but not like that. <laughs> uh, so Cherise, on this on the show, we have a little segment called uh, What's Your TED Talk? If you were to give a presentation uh, five to 10 minutes on any, on any subject, um, what would that be? You should have asked me that. You should have told me to prepare for this question. This is a hard question. <laughs> this, is, like, this is very true. I do, a lot of times I do feel an immediate guilt when I ask. Um, and then uh, uh, on the flip side, uh, an amazing, uh, like incredibly impressed when someone is able to just like give an answer. Um, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should prep my guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note of that. No, it's fair. But um, if I was going to give a TED Talk, I don't know. I think it would be about intersectionalism and just where racism and sexism and classism meets and how different people suffer different types of oppression. And I guess how, I don't know, the systems that make the world go round, people talk about them being ineffective or bad, or um, I guess like not working, but Mm -hmm. I guess they are effective. And I guess they are bad from a moral standpoint, but no, they're not ineffective. They're very effective at what they do. Yes. So they're very effective at making sure that a small part of the population maintains wealth and power. Well, and anyone at in the peripheries kind of gets screwed. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would just talk about that and I would rant for a long time about <laughs> racism and feminism and all of the things that make life worthwhile. Uh, as someone who has been heavily impacted by these systems, um, at what point did you start to become like an active participant in these discussions? What do you mean? Um, the discussions? I'm trying to find my wording. No, I think I, I thought you said institutions, but you said discussions. Oh, yeah, I said discussions. Okay. Um, probably high school when, I mean, I was the only black girl in class and it was my 11th grade like anthropology class. Or something and the teacher asked me Therese as a black person what what are your thoughts on about this what are your thoughts about this I'm just like well I can't really speak for all black people mm-hmm. and it was just this weird moment where I realized that no one's gonna advocate for me I'm gonna have to have these conversations myself and even a lot of people have the best intentions they don't necessarily have the knowledge or the skills to properly address certain situations. 
because this teacher wasn't a bad guy. Like he was a nice enough dude. Like I wouldn't call him woke, but I mean, he tried. He, he was very like, you know, like white liberal type, yeah. like, Oh, I'm very progressive, but like, I'm going to cross the street when I see a black person type, like not, not like accidental racist. Like mm-hmm. one of those types. Like I'm sure he didn't know that he was like alienating little black girl in his class by asking her to speak on behalf of all of her people. It's just because it was never sort of like challenged on that line of thinking. Exactly. So he, so he had no opportunity to, to, to improve. Um, yeah. But if, but if given the opportunity, he probably would have immediately like, and, I and think made so. changes. Yeah. I think so. And I think that most people in the world are good and they just need to be educated. Uh, I'm not going to say most. Well, I guess <laughs> technically most. If you want to say like 51% is technically yeah. most. It, it's a majority. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, as someone who may be listening to this would maybe start to start to look at that area of um, study, what suggestions can you give in terms of like a, 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 a starting point? In, on an intersectionality. I think you can also just say Google if you want. Well, Google is good, <laughs> but I think the best place to start is to figure out where a lot of the stereotypes we have come from. Like a lot of people don't know that slavery happened before racism mm-hmm. or that in agricultural societies, women were in charge of finances. And it's not until people empower decided that they needed to take power away from other people that a lot of these institutions were put into place. So I think just the best place to start is to look at the world and question who is, who has the power to talk, who doesn't have the power to talk and why, why would someone want to prevent them from talking? Excellent. You squinted at me. Uh, my body has a hard time reacting to statements um, and like finding the, 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 the way to convey my emotion. Uh, it comes off in weird ways and I don't like it. <laughs> Sometimes when I feel awkward, I put one hand on top of the other and start doing this turtling motion. Nice. Like, the dirtle turtle. Yeah. And I just kind of like walk away slowly. <laughs> and that, that gets me out of the interaction. Well, I appreciate uh, how, ha- it not having to uh, rear its uh, its likeness on camera. Though. No, anyway. I've been doing this the whole time. It's just you can't see it. Uh, gotcha. so I'm just I was wondering where your hands were and whether or not they still existed. Um, so our, our, yeah, thank you for uh, introducing us to your TED Talk. I look forward to hearing about it and seeing the YouTube video. Just an hour-long rant on intersectionality. Yeah. <laughs> um. The, the 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 final segment for plugs is um, if you were to host your own version of the show where you reconnect with old friends, uh, who is someone you would like to have? I don't need to know them in any way. No, I'm trying to think. I don't know if there are. Any, there is anyone. I just feel like most of the friendships I've had in my life, they've lived like they, they they lived the life they were the life they were supposed to live, and they kind of died out when they were supposed to like when their time came mm-hmm. and that was just that there are people that i've li- that i'd like to talk to but i wouldn't necessarily call them friends fair enough the waitress who told me about my ex-fiance cheating on me i would like to meet her <laughs> and thank her 
because she saved me from I don't know how long of mm-hmm. an unhappy marriage. And um, when I was 19, one of the first times I went clubbing, I met this guy and he was super hot and we made out at the bar. And then um, we exchanged numbers and everything was great. And then he found out I was 19. He, I found out he was 26 and I guess I looked older and he looked younger. That is a, that's an interesting age gap. So um, he cut things off. So he's like, you're too young. This is <laughs> gross. I'm not taking advantage of you. And um, at the time I was 19 and you know how teenagers are like, I'm an adult. I'm so mature. Oh, yeah. Treat me, treat me like your, your age. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I thought he was being such a dick. But now in hindsight, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank, thank you. you. Thank <laughs> you for not being a creep. And sometimes I wish I could just, yeah, I wish I could just thank him for not being a gross adult man taking advantage of a teenage girl. Just big shout out and big thanks to those two people that absolutely made a made an impact. Exactly. Because that could have gone so, <laughs> so badly for both instances. <laughs> well, Sharice, it's been an absolute pleasure to get to talk to you again. Um, did you have any questions for me? I wasn't sure how much, how many questions I'm supposed to ask you because I assume that everyone would ask you a lot of questions. And then if you're just repeating the same answers in all of your podcasts, how boring would that get? So that is a thing that I'm very conscious of and I appreciate you, uh, anticipating it. Um, because like, yeah, there, there are the sort of baseline questions which is like, what are you doing these days? And like, you know, answering that question 15 times does get repetitive. So I'm like kind of waiting for someone to just like come with an absolute banger of a question that like no one else is ever going to ask. Um, you could have it, you might not. And then all, it's, all, it's all good. It's normal, no. I'm um, happy to answer anything people are curious about myself. My answers may not be uh, fantastic as I'm bad talking about myself, but I'm, I'm giving it an earnest shot through the medium of this podcast. I guess it's probably been asked already, but what made you want to reach out to old friends and not only reach out to old friends, but record it and expose it to the scrutiny of the public? So no one has asked me that question yet. I was wondering when someone would. Uh, so while I have had these imaginary discussions in my head about my answer to this question, I cannot think of it right now. So I'm just gonna go off the top of my head. Um, the idea itself came around 2016. I think I was just like super into podcasts at the time. Just like, I could totally make a podcast. You don't need much. You just need like microphones and a person talking into the said microphone and a, and a, and, a, and a way in which that sound is recorded. Um, so I did have like uh, several attempts at myself just talking into a microphone alone in my room a lot. And I realized, oh, I hate this a lot. Just, just, just in, just home alone talking to a talking to a mic. Uh, so like, I need, I need a sort of feedback. Um, so it's just like, okay, we're gonna, we're, we, we need to have some kind of guest. Uh, who can I feasibly talk to, other than the people that I talk to all the time? Um, because one thing that I notice about like my friends when we have our conversations, it's usually just like this, like updates on the same set of topics, just like. How's your career? How are your partners? Uh, what's next? That that sort of thing. So it's like, okay, we're we're gonna we're gonna go into into other territory. And like, I'm I don't know if this comes across in my post in any way. I'm generally a nostalgic person. Probably. Um, I got 
more of like a there's a lot of self-deprecation going on there which we should might yeah, that too. We should probably go into we could unpack that um all right we'll put it on the next list yeah <laughs> uh we'll, we'll say that for when we hit up a bar or something um but yeah i i when facebook came out the first thing i did was think of everybody that i had ever gone to school with and like look them up and a lot of them said yeah we'll add you as a friend i was like oh i didn't talk to them at all but like i knew that they existed and that and that we could we could feasibly talk to each other if we wanted to uh so when i had the podcast idea i was just like oh yeah that'll be the hook um just talking to people now did i necessarily need to have it recorded and available available for public scrutiny absolutely not um however having that as like i do kind of treat it as like an accountability measure um just to make sure that i kept doing it and like I don't know why I felt the need to do that, um, but I digress. Uh, then when COVID hit, uh, I was just like, okay, everyone's at home like doing whatever. A lot of them probably just struggling to find things to do, especially as like the lockdown goes on longer and longer. Um, so this is like a perfect time to start doing it. That's how I envisioned in my mind. I was mostly correct. <laughs> everyone's so bored. Yeah. Um, and I think that in combination with the um, like the the healthy gamer streams I've been watching, where it's just like you can address mental health in a way that is similar to like just getting exercise, where you don't need to see like a a, a mental health professional. You can just like have conversations, just like oh, that's cool. Yeah, we'll 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 just talk to people. Um, so I through the through the medium of this podcast, I do want to sort of demonstrate that like. And and the reason why I had that question about, um, you know, who would you talk to is because while it is hard to, like, make that approach, uh, I still think that, like, the, the outcome of these conversations is generally positive. Um, I've, I've been having a blast doing it, uh, as I now realize that, like, the lighting on my camera has made me very self-conscious about, like, how I look on the video. Anyways. Yeah, you look super dark and creepy, but it's okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so 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 that's why I, I'm recording them and and making them available. I'm gonna turn on a light. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure, like, because the sun's going down where I am. So I, I should almost just like invest in a light, like a ring light, so that regardless of timing, it just is consistent. It's a great idea, because Lord knows the lighting I'm about to turn on not super flattering for anyone's <laughs> face, but. Eh. Hell yeah. It's getting lit on a Friday night. It's so lit. The most literal lit. Yeah. I was going to ask you another question. Oh no. It flew away with the sun. Excellent. Um, I've been uh, in that position many times over the course of the show. Don't worry. Like, um, oh, um, how did you get over listening to the sound of your own voice? I mean, not that your voice is... Like, I, it's, it's a good voice, thank but you. I just know I hate the sound of my voice and like other people. So also, here, I mean, here's the thing. I don't listen to the show even when I'm editing the audio version. I just find the part where I need to drop out the, the, the chit chat from the video version and then add in the theme song. And then I just kind of, uh, I'll trim out a lot of silence because, you know, dead air on a podcast is generally bad. Um, and then I'll just like run it through a program that like 
automatically does the leveling of the audio. So like I barely listen to uh, anything that I say. And like my understanding is that the voice that other people hear is not the voice I hear in my head. Um, so yeah, I, I have minimal understanding of what my voice even sounds like. Yeah, I always thought I had a, had a nice voice and then I heard a recording and I'm like, holy shit, this bitch is grating. <laughs> oh Lord, no, but I feel like it's just a thing. Everyone hates the sound of their own voice. Yeah, I don't know how that came to be where everyone, upon hearing a recording of themselves, was just like, that's me? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird for sure. Uh, it, it does help that like growing up and like reading passages from books in, out loud in class, uh, people are just like, Chris, you should go on the radio with the way you talk. I'm just like, oh, cool, thanks. Um, you have a very good podcast voice. Thank very you. like Roman Mars-esque. Do you listen to 99% <laughs> of his book? So I do good. not. Shout out. I've heard of it. There, there's a lot of things I've heard of that I never actually like looked into at all. Check it out. It's amazing. Will do. Um, and like the person I'm dating now, uh, the first time that we, we, we met up in person, um the the one thing she said was like I, I find your voice really attractive. just like hell yeah straight up my boyfriend when he gets he's got a good voice like mm-hmm. all the time but then when he gets angry not necessarily at me because i'm perfect but at other people <laughs> it gets really low <laughs> it's like fuck yeah nice Very, i don't know something about thunder man it's nice mm-hmm. it's comforting his voice is so good <laughs> No, but you've got a great voice, sir. Thank you. Keep talking to the void. <laughs> One day it will answer back. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Just stare right in the face. Uh, last week when I had that self-deprecating post about Twitch things, uh, after after I do a round of karaoke, it does like, uh, like because it records the video of that and then it plays it back. I'm just like, man, like that. that's pretty much the only time I hear my voice and it's just like my singing voice. I'm just like, yeah, I definitely did not... I definitely deserve like a one star, the, the the one star that I earned on this song. Um, that was just a quick aside. And also looping in the self-deprecating thing that we we can talk about if you want. I mean, you do do it a lot. Are you okay? Uh, I'm mostly okay. Um, I don't know how long I've been like this. Perhaps forever. Um, yeah, I just like don't give myself credit for a lot of the things that I do even though they tend to turn out well. Um, now that's a humble brag. <laughs> Perfect. 10 out of 10. Thank you. I don't really give myself credit for being really fucking awesome, <laughs> but I should. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like dwell on my failures a lot. So like any success is just like, what is this? Get it out of here. This is one you're used to. Um, yeah. I, I think it may have coincided with when I like stopped doing well in math when I took my academic leave that was probably like a confluence of things that all just kind of turned out together is that something that you've already talked about or can we dive into that a little bit further we can dive into that uh do you want to phrase a particular question (laughs) um I just I mean academically like what happened uh so like first year, or sorry, so I as a baseline, I didn't even get into the programs that I applied to. They gave me an alternate, alternative acceptance, which probably like, probably should have been like the first kind of flag about like, well, 
like, is this, like, am I really gonna succeed here? Um, am I going to thrive rather? Um, but then like first year went by pretty well. And then second year, I just like hit a bunch of walls. I just like couldn't grasp anything. And I just like didn't know what to do. And it got kind of to like a depression spiral about like, well, this was your identity for a while. And now you can't, you can't even do that. So like, who are you? What are you, what are you going to do? Um, then I just like did manual labor for a bit and hated it. So I went back to school because uh, people kept asking me when I was going to finish going to school because that's a motivator. Uh, I love when people ask me, hey, when are you going to like, then just insert generic life milestone. Milestone, yeah. Um, so I went back to school out of spite, but like I never... Yeah, I've, I've never really thought forward particularly much. Um, just kind of rolling with whatever was thrown at me at any given time. Um, I've never, I've never wanted anything in 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 life. I think even when I was a kid, I think even when I was a kid, and there's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm just like, uh, happy. Um, now there's that saying where you know, uh, just just aim higher because that way when you miss, um, you know, you'll 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 land them on the stars or whatever. Because uh, like you know, a lot of people never reach their goals. So like, have my goal of being happy was just like, well, if that's my target and I'm probably gonna fall short, like that's that's bad. That's it's funny that you say that because I feel the exact same way, which makes it very awkward and really puts me on the spot when people ask me what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. It's I just want to be happy because I don't know about you, but I find it very hard to not only want things, but to think that I can get them. Yeah. So then what's the point of wanting? Because I'm just going to be disappointed. I mean, it's super depressing. Yeah. But... Um, my perspective is that like, I I generally do well with instruction, but when something is as open-ended as like, here's a thing that you can like aim toward, but like there's no step-by-step to like get you there. Um, or like there's a minimal step-by-step. There's like a lot of gaps in the in the instruction manual. I was like, well, I, I don't know how to, I don't know what the path is. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay here until the path is created. And that's how I'm living my life. And it's hard because in mm-hmm. school, you're always taught, okay, get good grades. You do this to get good grades and then you get good grades because that's the best thing and that's going to lead to this and that's going to lead to this. But when I graduated, I was like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Exactly. No path. So it's so much harder. Everyone's just like free range, like free movement and like everything, like everything's all getting all mixed up and different paths. And it's hard. Yeah. Adulthood is hard. When it was when I was young, it was easy to like dismiss old people complaints, but like I get it now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and like age is starting to set in, and I mean, we're still very young, and I know yeah. that it's just the beginning, but it's almost like as a child and as a teen, and probably until I was like twenty five or so, I knew intellectually that one day I would die, but I didn't actually believe it, or I didn't actually mm. feel it in my bones. But now that I'm older and I've started to see beginnings of my body starting to decay, I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually going to die one day. Oh, dear. 
and it just hits so hard. And I just, I miss being able to, I miss not realizing that I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. I miss your, that sense your, of your, your sense of mortality. Yeah. Was less I, miss, apparent. I miss feeling invincible. And, and when you're 18 years old, I miss that feeling so much, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's fleeting. Yeah. Uh, for me, that moment came when I like hurt myself just playing football in the schoolyard in grade eight. I was like oh. n- not able to like, I, I became like sco- so skittish about the, just like physical activity, um, which was probably a compounding factor in my in my video game habits. Injuries are scary. Yeah. When you think about how easily even the most fit like the strongest human like human body how easily it can break it mm-hmm. it really freaks you out and then and then you hear stories about like uh like people who just kind of die for seemingly no reason um like grant and mahara where it's just like oh he is just like suddenly gone like that sucks or like kobe 2020 has been a wild year it's been um not what i thought it would be like do you remember <laughs> when we thought that the that Australia being on fire was the peak, really? the peak tragedy. That yeah. was just the beginning. Oh man, we're in the alternate timeline. <laughs> the darkest one. The darkest one. That's okay, because you know there's actually you know I was gonna say that there's a light, um, but the last time I said something positive about the future, uh, 2020 happened. <laughs> so like, yeah, you know I what? The last time you said positive about the future i wouldn't be surprised that's when australia is burning <laughs> you know what? it'll get better and then boom covid happens uh back in the wildfire australia days uh my work was doing like collection for charity yeah and one of the people collecting money was just like chris think about the koalas and all i could think of was just like how koalas are a vector for syphilis and i didn't I need to i didn't need to vocalize that in any way but i did and I felt very awkward about myself afterward. Because <laughs> like, that's, that's not a cool thing to say in that moment. I mean, I kind of think it is. Because anyone who tries to emotionally blackmail you in giving them, or giving anyone money. True. Kinda deserves to be slapped with a fact. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you. For, uh, for your, once again, your, your, your support. Um, going back a bit, um, as far as like things that I want, that I've wanted to do in my life after getting my degree and like taking stock of what I can do and like what I current, what I knew at the time, because again, I don't plan for the future that much. So like the tools that I have now are the tools that I'm going to use to like live my life until, and, and like, you know, maybe somewhere I'll get some new tools, but I could also just like stop existing. So it's just like, I'm going to focus on the now. Um, for as long as it's been my goal for myself to be happy, I've always just wanted to like, make people laugh and being on reddit all day one thing that does kind of pop up a lot is like other people who feel the same sort of self-deprecating humor uh like that like that 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 resonates with them um so like when uh you know i i I put a post up like that on on facebook or whatever and get like a like or something it's like oh yeah this resonates with other people probably probably got them to laugh um so i just kind of kept doing it as well (laughs) yeah um but you know this podcast is also getting likes so you know 
Maybe, maybe I'm turning a corner on that. Uh, surprisingly, yes. People are going to hear both of us. I'm just joking. Um, so I did a recording on, I think, Monday night, and then I set it to, like, premiere on Wednesday. Like, I had, I had saved places, and I was just going to, like, be, like, suddenly publicly visible. I forgot that I had done that. So, like, yesterday, I was like, oh, right, this, like, was out. And I, like, looked at the at the view counts. I was like, oh, people saw this without my promoting it in any way. I was like, that's insane. That's wild to me. The void. The void is talking yeah, it's, about. It's, 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 it's here. It's, it's, it's looking. I do notice that um, you've stopped your forever alone the post. Is that because of this nice person in your life? Uh, I think even before that, I was just like, it definitely helped. I will say that. Um, like, like knowing that there, there is feasibly at least one person who is into me at least a little bit helped tremendously. Um, like even before my current person that I'm dating, because again, I don't have a label for it, um, came along. Um, yeah, there, there, there were other people who had shown interest that uh, for one reason or another didn't work out. Um, that was probably like the last time I really felt that way. Yeah. yeah. Also just like watching my dad interact with like my cousins who are, who back then were like at the age I am now, just asking them, I was like, asking everybody, do you have a girlfriend yet? Do you have a girlfriend yet? I'm just like, oh, I don't want to let my dad down. I, I want him to like not have to ask me that question and like me respond with a no. You mentioned your dad a couple of times. Uh, something about both my parents that like, I'm not going to say that they were absent, but they definitely worked a lot of the day, like 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. So most of my upbringing was just like from my grandparents a lot of days. Um and like my dad had like Sundays off or whatever, but my mom worked pretty much. Uh, so I didn't spend that much time with her. Um, it was her birthday yesterday actually, and I had a stomach ache and I couldn't go out to dinner. Yeah, I'm it's, 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 a, it's a bad feeling. That's terrible. Yeah, I, 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 felt, gri- I felt unwell in several, several different friends. But I guess if you're sick, you don't want to, like, especially now that um, for COVID or like, they don't really know oh, yeah. who they are. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Uh, so, so between like the time that they would be spent at work, like I didn't want to bother them when they're at home because I was like their relaxing time. So like I kept to myself in that regard. Um, and like my sister did her own thing. So it's like, all right, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. There, I feel like there's a gap in like my understanding of like how my parents are and my parents' understanding of how I am that as they're getting older, um, is like harder and harder to reconcile. You mean that vision of them that's not, and it's hard to kind of. I feel like they just don't understand like my, my like existence. Um, and yeah, vice versa. That. Yeah. yeah. Or not dog. I don't want to be like putting. <laughs> like, um, I don't, don't want to like judge anything. I, I, I don't think about it most of the time, but when I do think about it, I'm just like, am I a, am I a bad son? Should, should I make a stronger effort? And the answer is, I should absolutely make a stronger effort. Um, but yeah. And like, they were people who worked the same jobs for like decades and decades. And the, the jobs themselves were just like incredibly blue collar, like restaurant uh, service industry type jobs. Um, so that probably has like some impact on my ambition and how I live my life that way. These are all things I've thought about. <laughs>
I should talk to a professional. Yeah, I mean, I, I do have an undergrad in psych, but like, that's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we just learned about like the Zimbardo experiments and. Ooh, th- those were, those were a trip. Um, I went to like one of those like university week long camp things, like experiences as a, in high school. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we went to the psych one. And that's where I first learned about the Sanford prison experiment. Wild, wild stuff. How did you meet your uh, Bumble? Bumble. Yeah. I heard good things about that app. Yeah, me too. Uh, the main draw for me was that I didn't have to initiate contact. Because uh, as someone who tends to be in their own head a lot of the time um, and, and has a history with rejection that isn't, uh, that, that sort of feeds that anxiety, um, it definitely, definitely was a lot less to think about. Yeah. So we actually matched during quarantine, which is fun because then it's just like months and months of getting to know each other. You don't need to worry about physicality in any way. Yeah, because like, I don't know about you, but my primary fear, like, I don't know if I'm just like so scared of herpes and more scared than I need to be, but. <laughs> but herpes specifically. For the vast majority of my 20s. Wow. Like, I was just like, no, I, I like, I, I, I can't have sex with you. I'll get herpes. Uh, for me, the, the notion of having sex is like not something that's entered my mind. It's like, like, I, I do not consider myself like physically attractive. So like, yeah, like, like, like sex is like the last thing on my, on my things I think about in terms of a relationship. I feel like society does a really, it's a shitty job or I mean, it's a shitty thing, but they do it effectively, but they convince us that only beautiful people are deserving of the full range of human emotions for sure and it's terrible yeah it's awful that they do it but it happens mm. but yeah that's fun 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 stuff fun fun stuff and um what did you study in school uh so after i got back from my academic leave i just kind of looked at what credits i had available i was just like well i took some econ electives that i enjoyed so we're just gonna get an econ degree uh, so I talked to my academic advisor, like, yeah, go for it. Took, uh, took a drama class that I really enjoyed that maybe kind of want to be an actor for a bit. That was also one. Of, uh, so like when I was on my academic leave, I just kind of like mulled over a bunch of different jobs that I would like maybe consider. One of them being radio, one of them being an actor. And I think those were like, and, and third one being a teacher, um, specifically math, because a lot of people have terrible math literacy. And while I didn't do well in second year university math, I feel like I could, I could, I could deliver a base knowledge that would carry that uh, would serve people well mm-hmm. at the at the lower levels. Didn't end up doing any of those. Kind of like got my degree and got out because I didn't want people to keep asking me the question. And luckily, the people that ask me that question don't do not listen to podcasts. I think so. I'm fine talking about it here. I find that. Yeah, there's a type of person that asks that type of question, and they're not usually interesting. <laughs> like people that are like, "So, when are you going to have a child? When are you getting married? When are you done?" Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a question that you go to when you have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a definitely like an antiquated, like like a remnant of, of of an antiquated line of thinking. Yeah, and it's almost like, yeah, it's it's like they're they're. And enacting a scene and they don't have to say it. so they're like line 
And then someone's <laughs> like, uh, ask them what they want to be when they grow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one, no one knows, and we're all just figuring it out. You're, you're, you're already a grown up. I, I am a grown up. I'm an adult. <laughs> I think there's like a scene in the office where that happens. It's like, uh, like Pam was talking to a child, and it's like, "What do you want to be when you're an artist?" It's like, "Oh, me too." It's like you are a grown up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I've never actually seen a full episode of The Office. All I know about The Office is from clips and uh, memes. I did therapy for a while because of uh, called off marriage and whatnot. Yeah. But um, one of the things my therapist talked about was that in the UK, they have conception of time. Like for us, it's strange to 35, 40 year old go back to school and decide to change their. But over there, it's just kind of seen as like, oh, it's not super common, but like there's like they're just doing it because yeah. it's not frowned upon or looked at as. Hmm. And I really wish more people had that conception or that thought about life that way because, and odds are, no matter what your career is, you're probably going to get laid off from <laughs> one job eventually. Yeah. You're going to have more than one job. Just the time where people worked at factories or banks or whatever they did for 50 years until they damn near dropped dead or retired, it's it's gone. Yeah. So. Um, my mom was actually kind of like in that position where she was working at the same restaurant for like basically as long as I've been alive. Um, and then like earlier this year, she, she realized that like the way that that restaurant function was like not for her anymore which is a fun thing to realize after dedicating yourself for so long. And then she wound up like actually switching jobs at like age. Uh, she turned 59. Uh, I knew the answer to that from her birthday yesterday. Don't worry. Don't give me that face. No um, uh, yeah. She like switched jobs earlier this year and I'm proud of her. No, that's awesome. It's hard to do and it's harder to do. It, it gets harder as you get older. Mm-hmm. Cause when we're kids, we're, like when parents look at their newborn babies, they look at their fingers and they're like, oh, maybe they'll be a pianist or like they've got long legs. Maybe they'll be a track star or maybe they'll be this and that. But as we get older, I feel like the potential that the world sees in us gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like, because at, like as time is fleeting, um, you only have so much left to, to acquire new skills. Yeah. And like the, poss- yeah, the possibilities just, they narrow. Mm-hmm which is depressing, but. But that's living. That's living, baby. That's living and that's dying. <laughs> um, Cherise, any other questions for me? Um, no, I feel slightly bad for talking most of the time, but. Do not. Um, the, the closer I can have an episode of this be to a monologue, uh, the better for me. Because <laughs> okay. it means I get content and I don't have to do anything. Perfect. And I feel less guilty about just like ranting about my life that I'm not sure if it's actually interesting or not. It was fascinating. I had no idea that any of this. Yeah. Okay. Do not worry about a damn thing. All right. I'm never sure when I'm rambling about random stuff that is not coherent (laughs) and stumbling over my words. I'm not sure how bad it sounds. So... I'm just going to never listen to this and pretend that I was glorious. That That is the absolute right decision to make. And if uh, I get any feedback on the YouTube, I will be sure to not forward it to you. I mean, you can forward me the good stuff. Oh, for absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Will do. For sure. Uh, but thanks for having me. 
yeah, thank you so much for spending your evening with me. Um, do you have anything you'd like to promote at this time? Something that you're doing or something that you, you've seen and want? Can I get back to you on that? And then you have you edit it in. Absolutely. Well, we'll, 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 do, the, we'll do the ADR session. Awesome. Um, Perfect. But yeah, uh, to, to anybody who's still listening at this point, kudos to you. Uh, I appreciate anybody who, uh, who, who also spends their, their, their time with this, hopefully in the background. Uh, yeah, um, my, my plug for this week is once again to just, just go talk to people or don't. Live your life. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back next time with another guest. Bye.